Hello everybody, have you ever wondered what it takes to pursue and actually achieve real personal growth? I've wondered that about that question every day for the last two years, if I'm gonna be honest. And I think today I got some of the biggest questions answered by Victor Dedash. Victor is a transformational coach, a network marketer, and an avid follower of the success principles by Jack Canfield. We had a lot of fun in that conversation. So I hope that you're going to get a lot from this. I sure as hell did, guys. I'm going to be honest. I learned a lot of stuff and I got reminded to a lot of stuff that we often forget, like mindset. And I'm going to leave you here to listen to the interview. And if you want, you can connect with Victor. He lays out his contact info at the end of the show. All right. I'll see you soon in the next episode of the Pattern Genius Podcast. Stay awesome. And there we go. All right, Victor, I want to say one huge welcome to the Pattern to Genius Podcast. I'm super excited to have you here. So, um, you know, you've identified yourself, at least one of your qualities as a transformational coach. So that just begs the question, what, in your opinion, takes for a human to transform? What makes a great transformation? personal transformation or career transformation? What makes a great transformation for a human being? Okay, so basically I work primarily with entrepreneurs. So I think the first thing they need to do is change their mindset, their belief system. Many people have limiting beliefs about themselves, what they can do, and they have a tendency to look outward instead of inward. So one of my mentors, Jack Canfield, who's the co-creator of the Chicken Soup for the Soap book series and the success principles, he has a book called The Success Principles, and he has 67 success principles. And the very first principle of success he teaches is take 100% responsibility for your life. Now, <clears throat> there's a tendency for a lot of people, they just don't do that. They'll blame other factors. They'll blame people, their parents, their children, their brothers, their sisters, their bosses, the government, the weather, the economy. They'll just try to find something else to blame, but they don't look at the part that they play in the things that happen to them. So here's the thing. You may not always have control over what happens to you, but your power lies in your response. So two people can face the same situation, but they'll have different outcomes because of their response. So it's, it's the event plus your response that will give you your outcomes. So when you realize that you have control over your response, that's where your power lies. So when you take responsibility for your life, Nicola, you become inward focus, you become solution or you look, try to find how to take care of the problem. When, you're, when you don't take 100% responsibility, you figure, oh, my boss is in charge of everything or the economy is dominating everything. I can't do anything about it. So you don't take any action. So take 100% responsibility. That is the first thing I recommend to people. It, it's common sense, but you'd be amazed how few people do that. And you got to work on your mindset because a lot of times people have so much in them that they could do so many great things, but because they don't believe in themselves, because they can tell by their parents, their school, their friends, their teachers, they figure, why bother? I can't, I'm not capable of doing it. But when you start believing yourself, it's incredible the things that you're able to accomplish in your life. So those are like the first couple of things I recommend to everyone. Work on your mindset and take 100% responsibility. 
how, uh, can you give us like not detailed framework, but really like some steps on how to become more responsible in our lives? Well, again, if you want to become responsible, ultimately you get us, this is saying, if it's meant to be, it's up to me. With everything that happens to you, like for example, maybe at your job, you didn't have a good review. So then instead of like, you know, you know, saying my boss is a jerk or the company sucks, you gotta say to yourself, well, what could I do better? You know, maybe I didn't like, you know, give them extra, maybe I just did my job, which is fine, but maybe they wanted an extra move, which was maybe why I didn't get a bigger bonus or a bigger pay raise or the promotion. So that happens to me once when I worked in the corporate world many years ago. I had a good year, I did good work, and my boss read the review, she would ask the other people that I work with, what they thought of me. And they told me, Victor does really good work. He has a pleasant attitude and he does all our all the requests we send him on time. Where he can approve us, we maybe sometimes he might want to write his own commentary on some of the requests we do for him. So they want to, they want an extra for me and I wasn't giving him that extra stuff which helped me from getting a better bonus or a promotion. So I had to learn maybe I needed to give them that extra stuff, not just what they asked me for, but more. So. I had a look at me, maybe that's what I should do next year. Give them that extra stuff instead of complaining about why I need to get an extra bonus. Or if I think the situation isn't better, maybe I need to look for a better job. Maybe there's something where uh, my talents and abilities might be appreciated more. So there are usually ways out of it if you start looking at it. But if you, but if you just say, well, my boss stinks, nothing's gonna change. So you gotta figure out how can I make this better? So when you decided to start over delivering in your current, you know, in your job in the corporate world, um, how did you do it? Like, how did you start over delivering with it? Uh, because, you know, everyone can talk about this stuff, right? Everyone can say that they can um, achieve anything and stuff like that. But a lot of people just stay there, right? You know, they just say something and they don't do it. It's like you read a book, but you don't take notes, <laughs> you know? So um, how can we make that shift from just, you know, from just talking about it to really doing it? Is it really just about belief or something else between? In between? Well, it starts with belief. If you don't believe it, you're not going to do it. Here's the thing. For example, everyone knows how to lose weight. You eat fewer calories, you eat better quality food, you exercise more, but not everyone does it. So you, you, it, it starts with a mindset shift, but then you got to take action. That's the difference between winners and losers. Winners take action. So yes, you have to learn it, but then you got to take action. Here's the thing. As soon as you read something, you learn something on it, you need to take action on it immediately. And most people don't. Most people tend to procrastinate on things. And because of that, they never take action. So you need to do it as soon as possible. In fact, there are studies showing that if you don't take action on something that you learn within 72 hours, it's very likely you're going to forget most of it. So the sooner you take action on it, the better. It's not just theory is nice, but it's it, nothing changes until you take action on it. So if you want to start your own business, you got to take action. People make up all kinds of excuses like, well, I got to wait for my kids to finish school, go to college. I got to wait for this. I got to wait for that. Uh, once I pay off my mortgage, once this happens, once we have a new president, once we have a new Congress, whatever. But, but then when those things happen, some other issues come up. Well, now this happened, I gotta wait for this. I gotta pay off my car. It's just gonna take action. The, the best time to take action is now, but people love to procrastinate. That's just human nature. So you just gotta tell yourself, I gotta start doing it now. Say to yourself, do it now, do it now, do it now. Make a, a checklist of things you need to do. Go over it, review it the night before, 
review it in the morning and just get to work on it. Take action. You know, if you don't take action, nothing changes. Do you think we should start by, you know, saying to ourselves, if we're, if we're like procrastinators for a long time, should we start by setting ourselves smaller type of goals or tasks? Or should we go for the big thing and just take massive action? Which one would be a better approach in your opinion? Well, there's, there's, there's truth to both things. So for example, if you've never accomplished anything, um, it doesn't make sense to say, if I'm starting a new online business and I've never done it before, it, may no, it makes no sense to say I'm gonna make a million dollars, but it's more. That's not gonna happen. <laughs> you need to get better because you're gonna make some mistakes if you're trying something absolutely new. But what you can do is you can start out with some small goals and achieve them and then start getting bigger and bigger goals. Now, the thing is you can't stick to the small goals. That's the problem a lot of people have. But if you start with smaller goals and achieve them, celebrate your little victories. If you're starting an online business and you got five leads in a week, celebrate it. If you got one person to join your company, celebrate it. If you made a hundred bucks in your first couple of weeks, celebrate it. And it doesn't sound like a lot, but these little victories, they seep into your subconscious mind. And then your subconscious mind will start thinking of yourself as more and more a winner. So they do it in a lot of sports. For example, in American football, when the quarterback gets injured, they put the backup quarterback. The coach is not having to throw a really long pass because he doesn't have the confidence. He has to throw little short passes. And once he completes a few of them, he has more confidence in him. So then he can try the longer passes. So yes, starting off, you probably should start out with smaller goals, but then you should aim for bigger goals because when you aim for bigger goals, it's incredible. Your mind starts thinking bigger and bigger and it comes with a lot more creative ways. Your subconscious mind is so powerful and most people are not aware of that. So I would just say when you're starting off, yes, yeah, start with some big goals, but then go to, start with smaller goals, I mean, but then go to bigger goals because it's gonna stretch your, what you're capable of doing. Because if you stay at a small amount, you're never gonna grow. And so when you set yourself as a large goal or a long-term goal, how do you plan for it? What's your planning like? Do you write it down? Do you do something else? How do you plan to achieve a bigger goal? What's your vision, of course? Is it a vision goal or anything like that? No. Well, yeah. So say, say you start off, say you want to make, I don't know, 100,000 a year. I definitely recommend writing it down, reviewing it at least twice a day, probably three times a day. Uh, there's some guys like Grant Cardone. He writes his goals every single day. He rewrites it because there's something about writing it down that makes it seep into subconscious mind more. So, and visualization is very powerful. A lot of people don't visualize. Here's what happens. When you visualize something, um, there's a structural tension subconscious mind between the kind of life you're desiring and the kind of life you have right now. So, and, and because of that tension, the subconscious mind is gonna to go to work to try to come up with ways to get you to that goal that you're visualizing. So visualization is very important. Do about 15, 20 minutes every day of visualizing and it, your subconscious mind is going to come up with ways to get it. So visualization is extremely important because the thing is, it, a lot of people don't realize this, the subconscious mind cannot tell the difference between a real event or an imagined event. It just sees it as something real. So if you visualize the kind of life you want, it'll go to work to get that for you. So that's what I would just say, start visualizing. And you can also break it down. If you want to make a million dollars in a year or in two years, a million dollars in a year, you break it down into about $2,700 a day. So when you think of it that way, $2,700 a day sounds more reasonable than a million dollars. 
you break it down into smaller parts, it, it, it's, it's a lot more reasonable. A lot of people just look at the, the big goal and they say, man, that's just way too much. But when you chunk it down, you break it down into smaller goals, and you say, oh, I do a little bit this one, but I make this much this week, I can do that. So when you break it down to smaller goals, it, it seems a lot more achievable and it seems less overwhelming. Now, getting back to procrastination, um, yeah, one of the problems with procrastination, when you procrastinate so many things, you have 20 things you say you're going to do you didn't do, it overwhelms your, your mind. It becomes a big psychological burden, and it often paralyzes you, and you wind up not taking action. So that's why it's important to take action on things. So you have a list of things you've been procrastinating on, start getting to work on some of those things. Get it out of the way, because you, you'd be amazed at how much it's killing your productivity and your success. You know, I've read, so I read somewhere that the mind, our mind and the brain is not really created for multitasking or, you know, focusing on a lot of different things. But really when you, um, when you want to, for example, improve in financial aspect, in physical aspect, in, you know, in just intellectual aspect, you know, those are a lot of things that are different, but you still need to, you want to improve in all of them. So what, what do we do then? We want to just improve into multiple areas well i'm going to talk about i'm going to start by talking about businesses for example so i agree multitasking in the beginning is hard um if you try to do six online businesses at once you're going to be overwhelmed by it you're going to make money in none of them instead of having multiple streams of income you're going to have multiple streams of debt so my recommendation is do things one at a time work on one business get better at it, have success make some good money and then you can add a second stream do it one at a time. In general, that's the way I recommend it. These guys that have five or six businesses, they, they did over the course of many years. They did not start doing it all at once. And if you're, if you're new to something, you're going to be overwhelmed by it. Also, a lot of these guys, they delegate a lot of the work to other people. They have a lot of VAs. They have huge teams helping them out. So when you see some guy says, well, I made $5 million last year. I made $10 million. I trust me. They have a team working for them. They have at least five to 10 people who are doing work for them. Because I know my mentors, they all have teams working for them. So, you know, either they're teams that are working as employees or virtual assistants. Every, they're delegating a lot of that work because there's only 24 hours in a day. There's no way someone can uh, do all that in 24 hours. So, yeah, so I would just say focus on one thing. Um, yeah, so it's the mental, the, but there are things you could do all at once. For example, you can improve your mental abilities, your mindset, and you can improve your physical. You can work on getting into better shape. You can do that both in the same day. And I think it actually is very important. They're actually uh, correlated. If you're not in good health, there's a, there's a good chance you're not going to be as productive and successful. So they do work together. So I highly recommend if you're not in shape, get into shape because you're going to have a lot more energy to be productive and successful. Yeah, but a lot of guys have different views on getting into shape, right? You know, some people uh, think that a normal weight, you know, being normal, normal BMI is in shape, which is right. It, it is in shape. But some people have bigger goals, like they want to uh, wanna get into a certain amount of body fat, which is going to take time and effort, or they're gonna, they want to bench a certain amount of weight, or they want to get six-pack and stuff like that. You know, th that goes far beyond going into shape, but they want to do that while also sustaining a successful business. So what do you think they should do first? You know, that's just an example. What should, what should they do first? And then what should they do second out of these two things? 
there's no reason why they can't do both because they're not doing it at the same time. Because it's it, if you're going to shape your lifting weights, I have friends that are they've done both. They have big muscles. They have those six pack abs. You know, they have their certain amount of body fat, all that stuff that you were talking about. Because one thing they've they've told me about this is when they do that, when they go to the gym three times a week and they're working out, it says it taught them consistency. They say I'm going to go to the gym a certain amount of days during the week, and they do it week in and week out. And it says that helped them in their business to be more consistent in the things they needed to do. Whether it was talking to 20 people a day, creating videos, creating a program, doing webinars, whatever. So you can do both. Yeah, because it, it's, if you want to get into shape, yeah, some guys want to be more extreme and that's fine. I'm not one of them. I just want to get my shape. I do my walking. I, I ride my exercise bike. But there's no reason why you can't do both because you're not trying to do the exact thing at the exact same time. A lot of People work out in the morning or they might do in the evening, whatever is more comfortable for them. And they find it, they, a lot of people find it helps them with their business because it's teaching not only they get into shape, but they're being, it's teaching them consistency, which is very important for being successful. So let's get back on the topic of building teams and outsourcing, really. How do you, first of all, build a good team? How do you persuade people into uh, following your mission or, you know, working for your business? How do you persuade them or just you know, sell them your vision without having to sell them anything, but just like, you know, sharing with your vision. Well, there are a lot of us. You can go online, look for these people on different websites. You can talk to fellow entrepreneurs. You can ask your mentors, who do you recommend? You can ask people around saying, who, where should I go to find good people? You could just talk to friends. There are many people you can talk to. And then you just need to interview. It's like for a regular job, you interview these people. And then you see whether they fit with your vision or not. You ask the certain questions, you share what you want to do and see if they align with it. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. It's as simple as that. And sometimes you may need to talk to a whole bunch of people. So, but if you, you want people that are align with what you want and that fit in with your vision, so. But what about people who are just starting out into entrepreneurship, really? You know, the total beginners that, you know, they, you know, they have that thought of just starting a business. Uh, that's the first thing they have, right? And they have an idea. They have that vision, um, which is still pretty powerful, but how do you approach people like these are total beginners? How do you uh, help them advance to the next stage? Well, and then that's a conversation you need to have with them. Find out their goals, what they want to do. What do they want to do? Is it an internet? Is it a network marketing company they're trying to do it, affiliate market, you gotta see what they wanna do, then you can uh, talk to them further about how to approach it. Again, you gotta talk about those things I mentioned before, the mindset, taking 100% responsibility, and then you gotta see what they, what they want to do. And they can, um, it, 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 it depends on how new they are. They just started like two days ago, they have a lot of learning today. And you gotta stress that they have to be a little patient and they're not gonna make a million dollars in their first week. Um, because we live in an age of instant gratification where everyone wants something done yesterday. So yeah, you got to talk about all those things with them and just realize and you probably need to meet up with them on a consistent basis, maybe every week, every other week and, and monitor the goals, monitor the progress and you got to hold them accountable. Um, a lot of people had, they'll say they want to do all these things, but then they don't do the things they're supposed to do. So you got to hold them accountable, whether it's as a mentor or coach or if you don't have a coach, you, maybe you don't have the money to pay for a coach, get an accountability partner. Uh, maybe a friend, a fellow, you might know a friend who's an entrepreneur. You guys talk a few times a week. Just spend five to 10 minutes saying, hey, I need to do this. I, these are the 
practice five things I'm working on today. So the next day you guys call each other and find out, did you do them? And if not, to say, get to work. And then you guys speak the next day. Um, one reason it's hard when you work for yourself is that there's no one to hold you accountable. When you're at a job, your boss holds you accountable. So an accountability partner is extremely important. And again, that could be a coach, but if you can't afford one, try to get a friend who will hold you accountable. Mm. And what about the people that are, you know, I'm not saying, I'm not talking about people who don't have friends, but really people who, uh, you know, their friends are busy or something like that. How do they hold themselves accountable, you know, themselves? Like, do they write down the goals and just look at them on the, uh, the wall? You know, I'm just trying to see for the people that, you know, have busy friends or people that don't see their vision that maybe is too large for them and stuff like that. How do they hold themselves accountable, you know, to themselves? Uh, Okay, you could try doing it by yourself. Um, if, you, if you're able to do it, for a lot of people, they're not. Yeah, I would just say, read your goals, go over them each day. Uh, you may want to put a timer. Uh, nine o'clock each morning, review if I accomplish goals. You might have put that on your, uh, on your phone, or you have something on your computer that pops up, and just see each day, did I do the things I said I was gonna do yesterday, and review them. Do that for yourself. Um, there are certain websites also that will hold you accountable. If you don't have friends, uh, I don't know if it still exists. It was something called stick.com with two Ks. Uh, so if you had a goal to accomplish, say within six months, say I want to make $25,000 within the next three months. And at a certain day, if you don't give it, then you got to do something. You got to pay $100, say to a company or, or to a person you hate or a political party you hate. So it holds you accountable. So there's actually... They, there are certain websites which can also hold you accountable. So I, I think it still exists. It's stick.com with two Ks. So, and then just think of it this way. Yeah, and you can also do it for yourself. You might want to write something. If I don't make $10,000 60 days from now, I got to give $500 to my ex-girlfriend who I can't stand. So when you put it that way, you hold yourself accountable. You say to yourself, man, I don't want to give her that money. So I'm going to make sure I achieve that goal. So that's a way of keeping yourself accountable. If you don't have someone you can talk to. So there's a website for it, or you can just write something for yourself saying, I'm going to write this person a check who I can't stand. And you'll find a way to uh, get it done. That's interesting. So basically like setting yourself some uh, embarrassing or pretty bad stuff if you fail, you know, uh, Absolutely. It, it works because yeah. you, you don't want to do it. It's or or you, it may not just be money. You, you may be a big sports fan. And you have a team, you know, a big rival that, you, you know, that your team goes against. You really hate that team. So say if you don't get this done in 60 days, you're going to put a picture of you on Facebook. Your new profile and cover flow is going to be a picture of you wearing that team's logo and cap. That team you can't stand is a picture of you. You're going to keep it there for seven days. And if you really hate that team, you're going to make sure you don't put that picture up. So you'll try very hard to accomplish your goal. So yeah, embarrassing things can really inspire you to get things done. You know, these are pretty creative ways. So, um, you know, I, I guess we should touch, touch base on the creativity part, right? So um, as an entrepreneur, you know, you know it yourself that we need to be creative, right? We need to be a, a creative problem solvers and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, so how do you keep yourself creative? What are your routines that help you stay creative and sharp in your business? Well, well as I mentioned before, visualization is very powerful. You got to visualize the kind of life that you want. That, that helps you be creative. Meditation is very powerful. 
because our mind is so cluttered with so many things and you spend 15 to 20 minutes meditating, clearing your mind, um, you come up with a lot of good ideas. Meditation, I think, is one of the best ways to come up with creative and powerful ideas. It's uh, Your subconscious mind is very powerful because we're being bombarded with our conscious mind with thousands and thousands of things every single day and our mind gets so cluttered. So I find meditation is one of the best ways to really be creative, 15 to 20 minutes every single day, just clear your mind, sit in a quiet place and meditate. And uh, what's his name? Tim Ferriss wrote the book, The 4-Hour Workweek. He interviewed, I think it was 140 people who were at the top of their field of professions. And he found out that 90% of those people did some form of meditation or morning mindfulness every single day. So if the top leaders in their field are meditating, you might want to consider doing that. And just talk to people. Talk to other entrepreneurs. Or if you have a mentor or a coach, you get ideas from them. Watch other people's videos. There's a lot of great stuff out there. If you don't have, you know, if you don't have money to pay for a program, there's a lot of great stuff on YouTube from very successful people. Watch this stuff every single day. Yes, yeah, write down your goals. Read lots of books. You never know what, just reading some good books, you might come up with one or two good ideas from something you read in it. You never know, it's something can spark in you, right, just like that. So just be open, uh, just, just be open to opportunities, you just never know. Just keep doing these things day in and day out and surround yourself with positive, successful people because you will feed off their energy because there's something about surrounding yourself with those people you start thinking differently. Jim Rohn says you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So if you're around negative people all the time, you're gonna pick up negative energy. But if you're around positive, successful people, you're gonna pick up some of those positive vibes. And you never know, you might get some good ideas just from listening to them or hanging out with them, being on Zoom calls, talking to them on the phone or getting together at an event. There's something about you feed off of each other. So those are the things I would recommend. So. You know, I guess we're going to come back on that, but um, so for the people that really don't have the access to these people, either they are not in their network or they're still on their level, are books and podcasts or any YouTube video about them, are they kind of like a good starting point? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Podcasts are powerful. Listen to good podcast stuff, uh, positive people, successful people, podcasts, YouTube videos, any kind of thing online that's positive from successful people. That's definitely a good start. Reading good books, all that will help. I would. I also recommend try not to watch too much of the news because the news is very negative. It's going to drag you down. And I, and the, the time of the day that's really important. The two times are the early in the morning when you wake up and right before you go to sleep. Because when you wake up in the morning, you're kind of like in that semi-day state and your subconscious mind is very impressionable. So that's really important if you want to listen to good stuff. Listen to it as, as soon as you get up. Also, right before you go to sleep, because your subconscious mind will replay that stuff right before you go to bed up to six times as often as the rest of the day. So if you think about it, sometimes when you're watching a scary movie right before you go to bed, you may have nightmares because it's, it's seeping into your subconscious mind. Or if you're studying, for example, for school, uh, right before you go to sleep, you're cramming, it can often work because it's seeping into your subconscious mind. So listen to good podcasts, listen to good YouTube videos, right before you go to sleep, and that positive stuff's gonna go into your subconscious mind when you go to sleep. So absolutely. And when do you turn off technology before going to sleep? One hour, two hours? So do you like do something like that? Do you turn off technology before a set you know, period of time before going to bed? Uh, usually about a half hour. Um, 
I just try to collect my thoughts and maybe I do a little last minute reading. Um, yeah, there's also the danger of being a slave to technology because you gotta remember, technology is, is an enhancer, not the answer. So you, you also need time for yourself. You gotta spend time with your loved ones, your family. Don't be a slave to it. Use it as a utility that can help you, but also you gotta make sure you're mastering technology and it's not mastering you. You know, you dropped some massive value bombs, man, uh, about these quotes. So technology is an enhancer, not the answer. Is that correct? That is correct. All right. That's, a, that's an awesome thing. Wow, technology is an enhancer, not the answer. You know, I'm going to write them down and just put them on the wall here. There's some awesome stuff. Thanks, man. Great. Um, so what do you read now? What's the book that you're reading right now or listening to? All right, so I'm reading several books. So if you give me a second, I'll go get a couple of them. You know that? All right, all right, sure. One is called The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. Um, it was recommended, uh, someone was one of these successful people on Facebook. And, and a lot of it has to do with beliefs, limited beliefs and mindsets. So it's a very powerful book. So this one I, I'm about halfway through, I highly recommend it. Uh, another one's by a guy named Rob Sperry called The Game of Networking. So this is more for network marketers. Uh, it's another book I highly recommend. And there are a couple others I'm reading as well. but. I'm always reading because I believe that readers are leaders and learners are earners. So always be learning. And you don't have to read 100 pages a day. If you read 10 pages a day over the course of a year, you will have read 3,650 pages. So as long as you're consistent over the course of a year, you will have read a lot and you've improved that much. Again, you don't have to do everything at once. So if you're consistent a little bit each day, it's, it pays off big dividends. Awesome. So, uh, Victor, thanks for sharing all that amazing info with us, man. So I'm going to leave a little opening here for you to share all your contact info so listeners can connect with you, and then we can jump out to the last question. Okay, sounds good. So if people want to reach out to me, they can email me at victordedage at victordedage.org. If they want to message me on Facebook, it's uh, facebook.com, victordedage, or just, just search me on Facebook, Victor Dadash. Um, website is victordadash.com and uh, those are the ways to reach out to me. Awesome. So I know that you just dropped some awesome quotes, but if there was only one quote or some words or poem even that would define you, what would they be? Can you name a quote that defines you or your work? Well, ultimately, I believe for me, it's like, I believe if you want to be successful, number one, um, make a difference in someone's life, serve them. They really believe that you've made someone's life better because you lived your success. So as long as you improve the lives of other people, you serve them, you help them out, you're truly successful. It doesn't have to be monetary. If you've been, if you've been a good parent and you raise good kids, you're a successful person. Sounds awesome. So, Victor, thank you for coming on the show. It was a pleasure to have you here, man. And thank you for sharing all those value bombs and reminding us that mindset is one of the most important parts of success. So, uh, I guess I, I will sure as hell going to have you again on the show later on because you're an awesome guy. Then we can 
you know, talk about even more deep stuff. So thank you for everything and have a great week, man. Thank you. My pleasure. Great being here with you, Nicole. And have yourself a wonderful day, a wonderful day too, my friend. Thank you.